my mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hosted by Dan Mickle and brought to you by Soul Performance Academy. This is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology. You can reach us at podcast at properatmosphere.com or across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Proper Atmosphere. I'm your host, Dan Mickle, and this is episode two. In this episode, we're going to answer a question from Jennifer in Eugene, Oregon, who sent us a note about her daughter who seems to be struggling with her goal setting and preparing herself for her upcoming field hockey season. So I want to give a little background on goal setting, and I am a fan and proponent of goal setting, but there are some people out there that aren't the biggest fans of it. And the rationale is that sometimes people get so bogged down with the process and the actual goal setting that they never begin working towards their goals or towards their solution. And that is a very real problem. So I want to make sure that we understand that while we set up the framework and go through goal setting, we don't want anyone to get completely bogged down and never actually take that first step towards their goals because they're too busy doing the framework and making sure the goal setting part is perfect. It's never going to be perfect. It's meant to be a starting point for you. That being said, I am a fan of the SMART method and I've added a little bit to it and we'll talk about that towards the end. For those that are new to goal setting, SMART is the acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, relevant and time-based. And kind of what we're looking at in this right now is specific is, are your goals actually set and gearing you towards what you want out of your art or your performance or your sport? Are you really working for something that will have relationship to improvement on what your end goals are? That's where the specific comes in. Measurable really means, are we defining what the evidence is that will prove that we're working towards our goal? Or are we just out there throwing out goals and hoping that they stick and work? We need to make sure that they are measurable. How are we monitoring them and making sure that we're still on the right path? The A is for attainable. And are they a reasonable goal for us to accomplish? And this is where we have to be careful that we are setting goals for the right time frame. I like to roadmap the bigger picture. For example, a youth player has the ultimate goal of making it to the Olympics. 
For me, I'm going to roadmap that and make that a much larger plan, but then we'll actually do the smart goal setting framework inside different segments of that roadmap. So we want to make sure that the goals that we're saying are attainable within the season or the time frame that we're working in. Next is the R, which is relevant, and our goals should align with our values and our long-term objectives. So again, is what we're working on and what we're setting our goal on relevant to the success of what I want? If I am a field hockey player, should I be worrying about how much I can deadlift in the weight room? Does that actually transfer into my goals of becoming a better field hockey player? And then the T is for time base. We need to set a, realis a realistic time frame of how long we're going to work towards these goals, or it would just be open-ended and maybe we would never reach them and we'd feel like we're okay because we've never missed the goal because we've never actually put a constraint on that goal. So we want to make sure that we put it, whether it's a couple weeks, a season, multiple seasons. Again, it depends on the end goal. Now, in the beginning, I said that I kind of added on to it, and I added the EST. So I actually set SMART-EST goals. And the E for me stands for exhibit. We need to make sure that we are showing our goals. And I'm not saying that we need to start a blog or throw them on social media, but you want to have them somewhere that it's a visual reminder to you that you have these goals and what you're working for. Whether maybe you write them on your bathroom mirror in a dry erase marker so you see them every morning when you brush your teeth, or you're a journaler and you write them in your journal uh, every morning or every day that you're working. The key is making sure that we exhibit them. The est and smartest is then seek help. And this is a big one for me. I started working with clients and realizing that most people think that when it comes to goal setting, it's their own personal goal and they need to go at it alone. And you don't. Seek out the experts, the peers, the mentors, the friends, the family that are going to help you towards your goals and let them know what your goals are. They don't need to be secret. Let them know what you're working for and maybe they can help you on this journey. And that's a big part of it. And then the last T in smartest would be target roadblocks. Again, this is another big one that I added because I realized a lot of people get hung up on, they don't want to look at things that might jam them up or cause them issues while they're working towards their goals. If we take the time in the beginning and think about, hey, what might be a roadblock or what might be an issue that's going to cause us some problems, maybe we can avoid them before they even happen. But just turning the blind eye to it and not working on it is definitely not the way to go. So that's the framework, smartest, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-based. And then we added exhibit them, seek help from peers, friends, family, and T-target any issues or problems or roadblocks that may pop up along the way. Now, there are also a lot of other methods that you can look at, especially if you just do a quick Google search on goal setting. There is the WHOOP method and the OPP method, and there are literally hundreds of different methods, and it's just finding what's right for you. The other method I'd like to bring up a little bit is something that was, I guess, created by Tim Ferriss, and you can find a great TED Talk if you do uh, go to TED Talk and do a search for Ted Ferris fear setting. And he goes through a great talk, much better than I could ever do, on looking at the other end, looking at what would be the cost of inaction? 
what would be the cost if I decided not to work on this or not set this goal? Or what would be the roadblocks? And he gives an example of him deciding to travel through Europe and he's afraid that if he leaves his company for three weeks, you know, the whole wheels would fall off the bus. And he goes through the whole process of, okay, what could happen? Maybe we have a supply chain error, but I have a manager in place that can take care of that while I'm gone. Or the IRS sends us an important letter and I'm not there to receive it. I can have my attorneys get power of attorney and they can answer the letter on my behalf to the IRS. And it really is a great strategy of going through and looking at why something might be stopping us to go through those goals. And that actually happens almost as much as not having a goal. Sometimes we are so afraid to start something or try something new because we think the worst. But when we actually sit down and go through, okay, this is the worst that could happen, or these are the worst scenarios, and how could I recover from that? Versus what happens if I decide not to take this risk at all, and what what do I lose by not doing that? So I think Tim does a great idea and a great presentation on explaining fear setting, and I really do hope that you take a chance and, and look at it. But Jennifer, this is this is the big one for us. It doesn't matter what your goals are if you're not setting the process. And this is the big part of where the breakdown is. When we ask athletes, what's your goal for the season? It's almost always the same. Oh, we want to make it to championships or we want to win states. And the problem is those are such a broad goal. They don't fit into that smartest framework because it's not really measurable. Do we really have the time? Sure, we have the whole season as as the time measurement, but how do we know we're working towards that goal? And what we really need to look at when it comes to goal setting is our processes. So we want to break down those goals. So the example that you gave me is that your daughter wants to be the leading scorer on the team. So what I would suggest that we start out with is first finding out who was the leading scorer before. Look, Let's look at the history and see how many goals... Um, they had. And for example, because I obviously I don't know the numbers and, and I'm not really big into field hockey, so I, I don't know what is a good number or not, but we'll just pretend that 50 goals on the season is a good number. And to be the leading scorer, she figures she has to be at 50 goals. We can easily say, okay, my goal is these 50 goals. The key is that's just wishing that we make those goals. What we need to do now is break down how are we going to get those 50 goals. So we need we know that we need to be a little bit faster, right? So that maybe we can have some breakaways and get those goals. We need to be a little bit more accurate to make sure that we hit the actual goal and, and get the ball into the net. And maybe then the other one that we want to look at is we have to make sure that we have opportunities where we're open that someone can pass us the ball and make the goal. So then that's our process. So we need to get faster, more accurate, and give ourselves more opportunities. So how do we do that? All right, well, faster means I'm going to work on my speed and agility training three times a week during the summer and twice a week during our season. And I want to increase my lateral speed by 22%. So we take those measurements the first day, and then we break it out, and we map what the goal is then. Okay, by mid-season... I want to be three seconds faster than what I tested in the summer. 
And the whole process is working through our processes to get us towards those main goals. The other one is I want to be more accurate. Okay, so to be more accurate, let's say I want to be able to shoot 15 out of 20 goals from 15 yards out. So again, we take those measurements to see just off, right off the, the start where we're at. And maybe we're shooting 10. Okay, well then we want to see what the problem is. All right, I want to work and make sure that I'm getting five more down low goals or five more top corner goals. And we want to look at ways that we can get to becoming more accurate. What is the process for us learning to be more accurate? Again, if you're looking at the pattern, it's more than just saying, I want to be more accurate. We're putting a number on it. I need to be 50% more accurate. And how do I get to that 50%? What is my plan? What are my steps to get more accurate? And then the last one we talked about is maybe you want to get more chances where you're open. So maybe that is a awareness situation. Or maybe that's film study. You want to watch more films so that you can see what your opponents do so you can be open more. So then I want to make sure that I'm available on 50% of the plays to be passed to. So maybe you're going to go back and you're going to look through film and see what those defenses are. Okay, they come up and cut to the right side of the field, so I want to make sure that I cut more to the left and then sprint up the sideline to become more available. And that's what you're going to work on practice because it's relative to what the team you're playing does and maybe their weakness. So again, if you look at it, we we make that the big goals of what we want. We we want to be, you know, the top scorer and we know that that's around 50 50 goals per season. But then how do we get those 50 goals? And we break it down into those three skills and then each of those three skills we break down into the process. And this can be done for anything whether you want to be a better hitter in baseball, a better uh, attacker in volleyball, better striker in soccer. We can work on all that, but first we need that main goal, but then we have to work the process. And the process is where the breakdown happens. We go into practice not knowing what we want to work on. Sure, we go on and feel like, oh, that was a good practice, but how do we know it was good for what we want? Maybe it just felt like a good practice because we scored a bunch of goals that were easy, but we didn't really work on what our actual end goals or our main goals were for our long-term goal setting. And that's where we fail in youth sports a lot. We as coaches, we as parents, and we as players don't set those goals. Our kids just go into practice and work hard, but are they working smart or are they working towards something? And that is really what we need to fix. So I hope that answers your question. Um, I love doing this, so please make sure you send us more questions. Again, Proper Atmosphere is the podcast dedicated to answering your questions about mental performance for you, your child, your coach, you know, whoever you think it may benefit from. So send us your questions, podcast at 717soul.com, across all social media at 717soul, or you can hit me up directly at Real Dan Mickle across all social media or dan at danmickle.com. And again, I would love to hear from all of you, so feel free to reach out. This episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. 
please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.